It is a dark and stormy night here in Ormond Beach, Florida. So uh, it's kind of awesome that we're going to be talking about the thin curse. Or actually the curse of being thin. Uh, so it is actually stormy. So it's kind of funny. Uh, it's raining and windy. So you might hear some of that in the background. And you can thank Edgar Allan Poe for that. In the last couple of episodes, I was able to interview Elise George. Now, if you hadn't had a chance to listen to it, go back. It starts on uh, episode 17. And with our interview, she talks about some of the the body stigmas that she's experienced because she's not necessarily a bigger girl, but she's not a thin person, right? And so it's a really interesting thing to be able to hear it from her perspective. But one of the things that I recognized while we were talking is that we don't necessarily discuss, Elise and I, thin privilege or the thin curse or some of the difficulties that being thin can have. So as a result, I wanted to show both sides of the table. So today, we're going to talk about being thin and some of the difficulties that can come along with that. But again, if you haven't listened to those episodes with Elise, go ahead and check them out. You might find that you're a little bit more invested uh, than you would have hoped to have been an emotional or maybe even angry <laughs> because of some of the experiences that she has had. Uh, but yeah, for this episode, we're going to talk about the thin curse and how maybe being thin isn't the best thing for you. The other big question we're going to ask is, is it easier to be healthy when you're overweight or healthy when you're thin? But let's get started. This is Zach Cordell, registered dietitian and host for the Latter-day Saint Nutritionist, where food, faith, and science meet. This podcast is not intended to be individualized medical advice. As always, please consult with a medical professional in your area to make sure that your medical history is taken into account to make sure that you get the best care possible. So here's how it's going to go today. We're going to talk about some controversial topics. You might feel a little bit uncomfortable, and that is completely okay. If you have questions, please reach out on Facebook. I'm more than happy to chat with you. Okay? But a lot of people will argue that the white straight man has been forgotten in a lot of our conversations. And believe me, this is going to relate to nutrition, I promise. Uh, But the white man, the straight white man, is on top. All right, they can't complain because they have it all. They get the best pay, they're the least discriminated against, so on and so forth. And I see where they're coming from. But in terms of health, I'm going to flip the script. When talking about health, many times thin people are forgotten, right? They're on top. They can't b- complain. They've got it all. They've got the best looks, the best jobs, the best so on and so forth. But do they really have it the best? I understand that body dissatisfaction is not weight specific. Thin people want to lose weight just like overweight or obese people want to lose weight. And many people want their appearance to be changed one way or another. But let's just look at this example real quick. Okay. So one of the blessings of being thin is that it's socially acceptable. You are seen by other people as being okay. You're not being judged necessarily. 
And then there's the whole idea of the thin ideal. And basically, the thin ideal is that if you are thin, you are happy, you are healthy, you are successful, and you are desirable, even though that might not really be the case. And those are things that we kind of just take for granted that that's the way that it is. You look at Hollywood, and most of the actors are thin. And we see doctors in the media, and again, the majority of them are thin. We see lawyers that are famous, and again, we seem to be favoring the thin people. Then there's this whole matter of the slew of things that you don't have to think about. All because you're thin, which is considered thin privilege. You can go to a normal store and typically find clothes that would fit you. You don't have to show up to restaurants early to check out where you might be able to get a table that you could fit. You don't have to worry about weight restrictions on roller coasters. You aren't self-conscious when the elevator starts beeping, thinking that maybe you're the one that's throwing the elevator over the max weight it can hold. In reality, the world is built to help people be more comfortable that are certain body sizes and shapes. Okay? And if this conversation makes you feel uncomfortable or that you're being attacked for being thin or you feel like I'm thin shaming you, um, know that I'm not pointing one person out. This is just the way that our society is set up, that if you are thin, you have a privilege. But what I'm saying now is not skinny shaming. It might open your mind up to the fact that you may experience life in a little bit different way than other people of different body types. And that's fine. That's actually pretty good to realize that your way of way of seeing the world is not necessarily the same as everyone else. And the privilege is that you don't have to think about it. It's not an individual thing. It's not saying that thin people are doing something to get this privilege. It just says that the system is set up to give you that privilege. But there's a downside to this privilege. There are health benefits that some people will ascribe to being thin, that if you are thin, you have a reduced risk for heart attacks, for type 2 diabetes, for some cancers, for hypertension, and you really could eat whatever it is you want and not gain weight. And you kind of are proud of that. But that's the problem, is that you eat whatever you want and you don't gain weight, and so there's no real reminder to be healthy because you're thin. And the way the world tells you that you're healthy is by your size, right? It's the same thing with athletes. And this is something that I run across all the time. I've actually worked with retired NFL players. I work with student athletes all the time. And then I have students who are former athletes that say, oh yeah, whenever I stopped playing, I just ballooned up. And then they come into my class and they think, I never learned anything about nutrition because I could just work out and I'd never gain weight. I was working out so much, I was working out three hours a day. And because I worked out for three hours a day, I didn't have to worry about what I ate because I just needed to make sure I was eating enough. But now I don't even work out 15 minutes a day. And I look at that donut and it makes me fat. So I kind of got to figure out what I got to do to be healthy. And what they're meaning is what I need to do in order to be thin. Because remember, that's how we define health, is by size. So this is part of the thin curse, 
is that you don't have to think about what you need to eat. And as a result, there's no reminder for you to be healthy as much as there might be for somebody that is overweight. Now, the way that you can pull this into the scriptures is that in the scriptures, you have this example of the pride cycle. Now, the pride cycle is the idea that there is a group of people. They are humble. They have nothing. They are destitute and they will turn to the Lord to thank him to ask him, to seek him out for guidance and direction. And as they do those things, as they honor their covenants, as they keep the commandments, they are blessed. But in being blessed, they they start to get a little puffed up. They start to think that they are the source of all of the good things that has happened to them. They've worked hard for these things. They spend a lot of time and effort on developing and in gaining these benefits that they are now reaping the reward for. And so as a result, they kind of forget to pray. They forget to express gratitude. They forget to, to ask for things and they forget to recognize that the source of their blessing is the Lord. And so inevitably what happens is they aren't so blessed anymore. And they're kind of compelled to be humble if they're not going to humble themselves. And that compelling can be a little difficult. Now that pride cycle is kind of what goes on with our food, right? Many people don't start to think about health or their behaviors until their weight starts to creep up. And once that starts to happen, then they realize that they need to do healthier things. But what happens when you don't gain weight? And you're not forced to think about your health and the behaviors that you have. Well, let's take a quick break and we'll discuss it momentarily. Now, one of the fun things that Elise and JC Whiteman and I are going to do is that in August we're hosting an event called the Peace and the Plate event where we're going to talk about body positivity, we're going to talk about establishing health at every size, and we're going to talk about making sure that you are comfortable with who you are and enabling you and empowering you to make those healthy choices so that you can have health in the long run. Not just that you're going to make a certain weight or appear a certain way, and then, finally, then you'll be healthy. If you feel like you or some of your friends or family members would benefit from this messaging, and it doesn't even have to be that you feel like you've given up on your health, but maybe you just need that jump start to kind of get yourself interested and ready to make the changes that you would like to. And you're tired of hearing all those things in the media where if you drink this juice or if you use this wrap or if you just take this one pill, it'll fix all the problems. Because we're not going to talk about that. We're going to talk about taking care of you and making sure that you can enjoy your health and enjoy the food that you eat. So again, that'll be the Peace and the Plate event. That's going to be August 10th at Thanksgiving Point in Lehigh, Utah. And it'll be an all-day event, lunch is included, and it's going to be a lot of fun. Be sure to check it out. The information is at cordellnutrition.com. 
and I'll include the link in the show notes. But back to the thin curse. So in today's episode, we are discussing the thin curse. We've already talked about thin privilege and how the way society is kind of set up is to favor people that are thin. Not that they've done something to earn this, but it's just kind of the way that society is. Okay. But whenever you don't have that reminder to be healthy, then you don't necessarily put in the effort to be healthy. And I know this isn't the case for everybody, but it can be the case more often than not. And everybody kind of wishes that they had the thin curse. Like, you know what? I would gladly donate some of my poundage so that I would be able to experience the privilege of being thin and I wouldn't have to worry about my health all the time because the grass is always greener. Now, you wish as a thin person that you could gain weight. You want to gain weight or you want to be more muscular. And when you complain about being thin, people mock you. Oh, I wish I was so thin I couldn't gain weight. I gained five pounds by just looking at the cheesecake. And then there are the other threats, right? It's like, oh, well, just wait till you're older. I used to be the same way, and then I turned 30, or I turned 40, or whenever I turned 50, I just couldn't keep the weight off. And so there's this threat that, oh, well, one day you're not going to be so lucky. You're not going to be thin, and then you're going to be like the rest of us. Or the other thing happens where you get weight commented on just because you've been blessed with, sorry, just because you've been blessed with good weight. Or if you're too small, people just say, you need to eat a hamburger. You need to eat something. You're too skinny. Your grandma comes over and she's like, oh my goodness, I can see your bones. That's not okay. Just like telling somebody, you need to stop eating hamburgers because you're overweight. Stop eating. You're too fat because neither of those (laughs) are fine, right? So whether you're thin or whether you're normal weight or overweight or obese, you don't necessarily need to be commenting on somebody else's weight because you don't know what it is that they're experiencing. Now, the biggest problem with being thin is that you can eat whatever you want. And I kind of talked about that a little bit before our break. But whenever you can eat whatever you want and nobody looks at you funny and there's no societal pressure for you to be healthy because everybody thinks that you're already healthy and maybe there's no reminder in the mirror for you to lose weight or do healthy things, then it can be a little bit more difficult. Now, whenever you're overweight, you kind of know you're overweight and you think, you're like, oh, man, I really should go for a run, or I should eat more fruits and vegetables, or maybe I should stay away from those Twinkies, and I should try to trade off those Pringles for some grapes. And so you have these things that are just like, I should make healthy choices. But whenever you're thin and you don't gain weight, then hitting up that Chick-fil-A every single day isn't really that big of a deal because you're not overweight. And this comes back to the idea that Weight does not equal health. Now, in our society, we think that fat people should be sick. And I remember the first time I heard that statement, I thought, no, 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 no. I do do not agree with that. I do not think that fat people should be sick. 
but it's just kind of ingrained in the way that we view the world. Whenever somebody is obese and they get type 2 diabetes, most of the time they think, well, yeah, that's kind of what happens when you carry around the extra weight. But if some, you know, if somebody is thin and they get type 1 diabetes or type 2 diabetes, you don't think, oh, well, yeah, that's what happens when you're thin. Or if somebody gets cancer, well, you know, they, they're not really healthy. You can see that. They don't really do much. But if they're thin and they get cancer, it's like, oh, well, how, man, it happens to anybody. So it's just something to think about. Okay. Now, in discussing weight, in discussing health, there's a, a specific story that I think of where I had a student come to me and he's an MMA fighter. So mixed martial arts, he would be fighting in the octagon like people that are in the cage fight where they can punch and kick each other and all of that stuff. And in order to do this, you have to be a certain weight. It's similar to wrestling where you're in a weight class and in order to, to hit that weight class, you want to come down from a higher weight so that you have more muscle mass because you're as big as you could be, but you make weight by losing that weight. And he told me that in order to make weight, they would not eat for a week. And then they would suck on Jolly Ranchers so that they could produce more saliva and spit it out. And then they would run around their neighborhood with garbage bags on them And then on top of the garbage bags, they would be wearing sweatshirts and sweatpants, right? Because they needed to sweat more. And so not eating, exercising, sometimes taking laxatives and going to extreme measures just to lose weight. And then once they made that weight, once he's gone to weigh in, he would go in and he would tell me that he would binge, that he would just eat massive amounts of food because he was starving himself. Now, in society, we look at him, we're like, ah, this dude's ripped. He's got the six-pack. He's like ripped to go. I mean, he's so much an athlete that you look at him, you're like, he's got to be healthy. But at the same time, whenever you understand what he's doing, you really can see that that those are not healthy behaviors. But again, we think he's young. He's an athlete. He's working out. So, I mean, he's physically active. But the food that he's eating isn't necessarily going to be beneficial for his body. And so think about the message that we're sending these young athletes is that you're young and you're thin and you're you're attractive and you're healthy. But when you get older, you may no longer be thin. You might be attractive. You might not be healthy. And now you need to start caring about what it is you're eating. And so we do a disservice to these young individuals because they are athletes and they're thin, but we don't teach them about health or the habits that they need to develop in order to lead a healthy life. Instead, they have these unhealthy behaviors because they can eat whatever they want, because there's no reminders that in order to be healthy, they should be having a plant-based diet. And those type of things can lead to weight gain. Or it could lead to hypertension or high cholesterol or heart disease or diabetes or so on. But they've never had to worry about it because they were thin. And because they're thin, they didn't learn about true healthy behaviors until they get to their 30s or 40s or 50s and they start to gain weight. And this is the thin curse. 
right? So even though you might not be overweight, the reality is, is that just because you're thin doesn't mean that you're healthy and that you have to establish those healthy behaviors. So when I asked the question at the very beginning of this episode of the podcast, is it easier to be healthier whenever you're overweight or is it easier to be healthier whenever you're thin? The answer is that it's just different, right? It, it depends on who the person is, depends on what drives them, depends on if they're interested in food and nutrition, or it just depends if they only want to do what they want to do and they'll worry about it when they get older. So parents and friends, I would encourage you to discuss healthy behaviors with your friends, whether they're overweight or not. I find that those that are overweight tend to group together and they're like, oh, well, I know I need to be healthy. And if there's a thin person in that group, they think, well, you've already got it figured out. You just keep doing what you're doing. The reality is, is that we all need to talk about how we can develop healthy behaviors amongst ourselves. Okay. And as by the way of reminder, I know that body dissatisfaction is not weight specific. Thin people want to lose weight just like overweight people or obese people want to lose weight. And many people want to change their appearance one way or another. But the pressures that are out there are more so focused on those who are overweight or obese because in the past they have been told that that weight is what is going to kill them. That that weight is the reason that they're infertile or that they got diabetes or that they got cancer. When it's not necessarily the weight, but it's more so the behaviors. And that's what the research is showing now, is that we put so much of an emphasis on BMI that we should be taking that step back and really looking at the behaviors that get somebody to a certain BMI or keeps them at a BMI. And so it's the sum of our behaviors that actually define our health rather than just the number on the scale. So no, it's not easy for thin people, just like it's not easy for overweight people. So just remember that people are people, regardless of the weight of that person. They all have a history. They all have a future. They all have experiences that have built who they are that may be good or bad. And whenever you tell somebody, oh man, you just have it all. I wish I was thin like you. You might want to ask them if, they wish they could trade their thinness for some other type of health. Thanks again for joining me. This is Zach Cordell, the Latter-day Saint nutritionist. I'm happy to have had you, happy to have discussed things. And again, if you would like to talk further, you can reach out on social media. Uh, you can find me at Zach Cordell RDN on either the Instagram or Facebook. And whenever you want to uh, meet up in August, I look forward to seeing you at the Peace and the Plate event. Again, information on that will be at CordellNutrition.com and in our show notes. But this has been the Latter-day Saint Nutritionist, and we'll talk soon. Joy that's coming and your promise set my mind on you.